Hi, I'm Tyra G., your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual global gathering of phenomenal listeners. Yes, you. Fearsome and generous, humble and honest in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. Every week, we meet at the table to experience, educate, encourage, and empower each other through our joys and, yes, our lessons learned. We share topics that tradition tells us there are some things we just don't talk about. But here, we live beyond both the judgment and the wreckage. We share aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for way, way too long. Every week, we start right where we are. Although many of your voices will speak light into darkness, there is no insignificant person around this table. However, you must come dressed in your inner awesome, believing that impossible is merely a word. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Cablecast on Cox and Verizon Fios, Channel 37 and Comcast, Channel 27 in Reston. And webcast worldwide on the internet at www.radiofairfax.org. Every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Should you miss us? Don't worry, you can catch our archive, Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast, Or check out my media room at tyragarlington.com. And if you feel like connecting with me offline, you know that's easy. Email me at tyra at tyragarlington.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Courtney Nero for composing and performing our Frankly Speaking theme song and for naming it, I Am Listening. This month, we are celebrating life, memories, relationships, accomplishments, dreams, and more. In fact, every week this month, Frankly Speaking, will explore the multiple expressions of gifts. The title of this week's show is Unwrapping Your Gift with the tagline, Tapping into Joy. And a special note, the music playing in the background now always walks me into the sitting room of my heart where joy-filled memories of mother and daddy live. When my daddy came home from military service, I was four years old. He made up for those missing four years the first time he hugged me. Before then, Mother and I could only have nightly conversations with his photograph. But when he came home, he gift-wrapped his presents nightly in a bedtime story and by playing Claire de Lune on the piano as my nighttime lullaby. Today... My heart breaks out in a huge smile. And at sometimes, the same time, I feel a happy tear washing down my cheek. Did you know joy is one of the emotional gifts you entered life with? This week, I will create our common thought space for our conversation with another Yana Bonsant quote from her 2000 book, Until Today. She suggests that life will work for me when I realize I have 
everything I need within me to create everything I want out there. So, what is the difference between joy and happiness? What is the difference between knowing and believing? What is the difference between love and pleasure? Joy, knowing, and love is what you feel. Happiness, believing, and pleasure are ways you think. The former are all internal experiences. The latter are responses to external events. The former are things over which you have control through the power of your mind. The latter are experiences through which you can be controlled by events and people. If you're waiting for something to happen that will make you happy, you're killing off your joy. Joy comes through you. Happiness comes to you. If you seek your joy within, you will be happy no matter what is going on around you. When you know you will be protected, guided, blessed, it's easy to believe in more than just what you see. If you only believe that what you see around, in what you see around you, you may miss the blessings that are right under your nose. If you have and hold love in your heart, you will always know that will know what to do and what to say. However, if you measure out how much love to give, you will undoubtedly meet people in situations who have a reflective measure of love for you. Nothing can happen for you in the outside world until you create the energy to attract it to and through your inside world. Until today, you may have missed the little differences that can make a big difference in your life. Just for today, be devoted to developing a strong inner life that can create a better outer life. In prayer and meditation, ask for joy, knowing and love, knowing that once you ask, you will receive. Today, I am devoted to experiencing joy, knowing and love, end quote. Joining me at the Frankly Speaking table this week is an ambassador of joy, knowing and love. She helps her clients and members of her, quote, Moxie family to reconnect that vibrant, magical essence of themselves and get it fully expressed in life. Today, today, she has brought with her a special gift just for you. Deb, you're now becoming a regular inspiration to the show. What do you want our listeners to know about you that will help them feel your moxie magic. Perhaps you should also help decode what moxie magic is. The mic is yours. Oh my goodness, that is just the most gorgeous, gorgeous beginning of this conversation. Thank you so much, Tyra, for having me, first of all. And um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to spend time with you and all the good people who listen to your show. So thank you for that. You are quite welcome. I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. This is this is such a such a wonderful, rich, rewarding topic and um, you know, talk about unwrapping your gifts, you know, joy is just um, 
it's it's the little it's 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 the the star and the top of the tree, shall we say? Yes, right? yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's so interesting. We talk about enjoying life all the time, and you know, you asked me about a, a little about me and about Moxie. Uh, honestly, you know, I see my role. And this has been an evolving thing, Tyra, but I kind of see my role as uh, someone who I get my joy from bringing together soulful women so that they are expressing their magic and, and connecting with each other. Because there's nothing like being in a supportive, loving community to have us all thrive. And we all don't have that. And you have been the seed that is bringing forth a harvest that is unbelievable. We just have to make sure more people know about it. I, I would love that. In fact, you know, it was, it was when I got in touch, when I started really listening to what my soul desired, I would say I, I started to take that most seriously about five years ago. And... Um, and had the courage to really kind of look at my life and listen to my soul and look at what I was craving, yearning for, what was missing, what I wanted to create. And one of the things I wanted to create was that kind of a community. I, I felt that was missing for me personally. So it's been a real joy to, um, to see this forming and relationships happening and Club Moxie, that's a whole other story. But, you know, basically what I'm pointing to is is the talk about a gift, the gift of community in whatever form it is in our lives. Right, right, right. So, you know, I I love that you asked me to come and chat with you about joy and, you know, um, it kind of begs the question, you know, what is joy anyway? I, I loved what you said in your introduction about how happiness comes to you mm. and joy comes through you. Mm. That is brilliant. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. Oh, me too. And me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think she's just so smart and wise and she's, She's got this new book out called Atlas of the Heart, which I highly recommend. And and I was looking in this book about what does Brene have to say about uh-huh. the difference between joy and happiness. And she's on the same page with you, Tyra. Um, you know, she basically says, okay, the happiness, she defines the state of happiness as feeling pleasure and it's it's often related, like you said, to external events, you know, to mm-hmm. your immediate environment, your current circumstances, you know, like, well, when, quote, things are going well, we're happy, when they're not, we're not. And Joy, Brene says, this is so great. She thinks of joy as the good mood of the soul. Oh, I like that. Awesome. I love that. The good mood of that. the soul. The good mood of the soul. And so she defines it as an intense feeling of deep spiritual connection, pleasure, and appreciation. And and really, you know, talks about how it's 
it's characterized by a connection with others or with God or nature or the universe, but that it it basically expands our thinking and attention. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, as you said, it comes through you. But I think of joy, I think of happiness as like a pleasant, dependable roommate who's, you know, either there with you in your place or not. But you kind of know, you know, on a day-to-day basis, okay, this is happiness, right? Joy is more of a surprise visitor. Mm. So joy can be kind of unexpected. It can be short-lasting, high-intensity. And so we need happy moments in our lives, right? But that's important. I mean, who doesn't want happiness? Right. However, you know, we, we also want that other in the mix, that those deeper, more meaningful experiences like joy and gratitude. You know, yes. Gratitude and joy yes. kind of hand in hand, right? So that's all very well and good to say. But, you know, all right. So in my work with, I work with women across the country, as you know, in Moxie, and basically, you know, creating joy in our lives is one of the things that we're up to. Yes. So I have a simple three-ingredient recipe for joy to share with you today, Tyra. I got my pen ready. Okay, three ingredients. It's really easy. So, and and the three ingredients start with J and O and Y. How handy is that, right? <laughs> so, this is this is it's you know, sometimes the simplest recipes are the best, right? Yes. So, so here's the first ingredient of this recipe for joy, and it's J is for journey. Okay. So, I looked up what does journey mean. So, journey means you're traveling from one place to another, like our life journey, mm-hmm. and it usually takes a rather long time. You don't talk about journeying down to the corner for, a, you know, to buy milk. A journey is like a trip, right? Yes. It usually takes rather a long time. There's often challenges and circumstances to deal with. So it's, you know, we talk about, ooh, that's a journey. So the, 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 the actual ingredient here is to focus on your experience of the journey okay so what does that mean all right we we all get so tied up in all the things there are for us to do all the things and people and critters that we're taking care of right we're all about doing 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 so much and yet this is about actually checking in with yourself as in how does it actually feel to be you right mm. now in this moment. That's the, that's like staying present. You? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, for those of us with a little bit of ADD tendencies, being present <laughs> in the moment can be kind of challenging. I speak from experience here, right? So, so some of us, some of us need a little, you know, back door. We can get into being present. Yes. With. And, and so for me, 
you know, it's, it's to focus that attention and intention on actually checking in my, with myself. Like if I were to consider myself the main character in this movie of my life, mm-hmm. which I, I strongly encourage people to do, it allows you to look at your life from a different perspective, right? So what's the main character in this movie experiencing? Mm. You know, just without judgment. The idea is to be a friendly, curious, non-judgmental witness, right? And so why are we doing this? Because this is about reconnecting with your soul, connecting with it, and listening to it. And so, you know, one of the things that we talk about in um, the Moxie programs and the community is how we feel really matters. Mm, mm-hmm. It really matters. And so, basically, when you start listening, when you start paying attention, when you slow down to check in with yourself about what is my actual experience right now, what we're doing is we're basically letting our soul know, you know what, I'm listening now. I know I may have been a little distracted. I know I've been busy. I know my attention has been elsewhere. But right now you have my whole loving attention. And you know what it's like when you're in a conversation and somebody's not really listening mm-hmm. versus when the warm glow of their love and attention is trained on you and only on you. I mean, that's just a totally different experience, right? It is. It is. And I'm 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 taking notes as I mentioned because I see this now as an opportunity to grow. And um a couple of things that really resonate with me in terms of the ingredient when you're saying focus, that's number one, focus. But number two, focus on what? Focus on how you feel. So in other words, what you just said to me, if I'm having a conversation with myself, I am now listening to me. That warm glow of what I'm saying is moving back and forth inside of me. Am I close? Yes, yes. And, and we're specifically focusing on your experience of the journey. Okay. So what, that, what that means is, you know, we're, we're looking at ourselves. It basically places the, the current moment on this big, expansive continuum called our life. Okay. It has us present to the fact that this is but one moment in a, on a continuum. But it happens to be the moment that we're in right now. Okay. And so what that allows us is the realization that even if how I'm feeling, Tyra, is really low frequency energy, you know, down mm-hmm. in hopelessness even or or resignation or anxiety or concern or irritability, you know, regardless of where we are, when we can be the non-judgmental witness of our experience of the journey, it allows us to integrate, and it has us connecting with our soul. Okay. It's, it's like you're, we're letting our soul know that we're listening, and you know what? That's when things start to open up. You know, I, I've, I've t- 
talked to so dozens and dozens of women who who say, you know what, I don't even, you know, I don't know how to have joy in my life. I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what my dreams are. I have no idea. And and it starts by focusing on your experience of the journey because you're reconnecting with your soul. You're tuning in. You're looking at my, your, how you feel. And so what I suggest as, you know, you, you might say, okay, this is great. Where do I where do I buy this ingredient? Is this one of those ingredients that you have to go to a specialty store for? <laughs> or can I find this locally? So you can find this locally. Here's how you can find this ingredient is you ask yourself, what does my soul want right now? What does my soul want right now? And just see what comes up. Just see what bubbles up. Do you find when you are working with these women that are saying, I don't know, I can't get from stop to go, when you, when you position it like ask yourself, what does my soul want now? What is their level of anxiety of even going to the selfish, some of us would call it selfish spot ourselves? Oh, boy, you hit that one on the head. That is so common. Uh, you know, we are basically socialized. Yes. Particularly women um, that, you know, we're here to, to take care, to give, to support. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And what we miss out on is the fact that it's kind of like being on the airplane where they say, by the way, should the oxygen mask drop, put yours on first, and then go ahead and put the mask on anybody that you're supporting around you. Yes. They say that it's a practical thing. Why? Because if you don't have oxygen, you are of no use to yourself or anyone else. True. So, you know, the thing is, for us to be thriving and effective in life, we need to tend to ourselves. And it's not selfish. It's, it's called cultivating love. We cannot give love that we do not experience ourselves. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, so it is, it's about, it's about tending to the tree and the apples will come, right? Mm -hmm. To like thoroughly mix metaphors for us here. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, it's interesting. The The other thing that's really important to know, part of the method that we use in Moxie, it's part neuroscience, part innovation and creativity principles, and part mindfulness and ancient wisdom. And here's what the neuroscience piece has to say about this particular thing, mm-hmm. is our brains are hardwired for survival. Yes. And our, our brains are... Our brain's job is not to be accurate. It's to keep us alive. It does not care about accuracy. It cares about survival. And it's built that way. We're all wired that way. So what good is that? Well, when we know that, we can realize that 
any time we're faced with uncertainty, our brains translate that into fear. Mm. Like it's a potential danger. It's that whole thing of, you know, better what you know than what you don't. That's how our brains operate. So it's helpful to know that because, you know, when you ask what does your soul want right now, you might get an answer like, wow, my soul wants to live in a different kind of environment than I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that could be kind of scary because, well, what if I can't do that? What if I make a mistake? What if I choose a different place and I don't like it better? You know, all these sort of thoughts that come up, right? Yes. Totally predictable. Oh, here's a, here's one that comes up. This comes up a lot. What does my soul want right now? Ooh, well, if I, if I really tell the truth, you know, a lot of women will say, um, oh, I would love to have love in my life. Yes. That's a big one, right? And, and they don't comes, they don't understand is that they are love. And right. they have love. But that takes us back to what you were just talking about, how hard it is to look inward, take that mirror and be selfish. And then yes. I'm I'm wondering as I'm listening, those women you're talking about, are they looking for love in their life to validate loving themselves? You know, if you can't well, Go ahead. I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, you know, sometimes that's the case. And sometimes sometimes we just genuinely feel like I, I know there have been times for, for myself in my life for sure where where I do love myself and I'm experiencing loving myself and what I would love to have in my life is is a, a life partner. Someone like to you, appreciate you at this. Experience it's, yes. that kind of love, right? Now, yes. I am fortunate to have found that in my life, which I am immensely grateful for. And, you know, there have been times when I haven't had that in my life, and it's been tough to look at because it means, it means taking some risk, right? And I think I think Deb, I think you're you're right at a point that is so significant now. Um, like I've had that, and I don't have it now. And mm-hmm. from time to time, I look at my spiritual mirror, and I really am at peace. I have so many wonderful things going on, and yes, I would love to share it. But then what I realize is I've been without it for so long. What would that look like for me now versus, say, 10 years ago or 20 years ago? So I'm looking at it, you know, we have to look at it. I'm looking at generationally. If we're talking to young women, I get it because they see that partnership as a door to some other things that life has promised them, right? So you get to the end of the toilet paper like I am, I would still love to share a wonderful hello in the morning, a hug at this, that, and the other. However, what I realize is if I don't get it, I don't get it. And, Mm. you know, 
I'm not expressing myself well. But I, I believe that I think there are people like me as well as people like you, as well as people that long for the, the Absolutely. You know, so I, I guess what I'm saying is that journey depends on what GPS you're using. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. And you know what I love? I love see you just did something extremely courageous that I would ask all your listeners to take on being like to just take a little smidgen of that courage because to say out loud something we desire takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. Why? Why do you think people don't go around saying, you know, I I want to create art. I want to create art in my life that gives me great joy. You know, I want to write a novel. I want to have a great love affair. Why do people not go around saying those things? Because it takes courage to express it out loud because there's a chance we might be disappointed. It's, it's always possible it might not happen. That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. It's always possible. So that actually brings me to the next, the second of the three ingredients okay. of the recipe, which is O, J, O. J is for journey, your experience of the journey. O is for open-hearted. So this is about to keep expanding and opening your heart so the joy can actually get in. So, you know, what you were sharing about, you know, I'm good, I love myself, I love my life, and it would be nice, like I can imagine, it would be really nice to have somebody there, you know, somebody to come home to, somebody who's just, you know, your person, right? Yes. Now, the thing about it is, Getting present to how much we desire something or or how much we love something is also to build our tolerance for potential disappointment or loss. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is about the vulnerability and the courage of love, of opening ourselves up to the prospect of being hurt. And being courageous enough to do it anyway, because that's actually the only way you can experience true joy. You know, we try to protect ourselves from disappointment, hurt, betrayal, or loss. But as we all know from having been around for more than five minutes, you know, you can't love and have those walls up to protect yourself. You, you can't have the moat with the alligators and the drawbridge up at the same time as being open to love, right? I understand. I receive that, yes. So, now this isn't about, this isn't about, um, what am I trying to say? It's not about pretending things are all tra-la-la, we're all living in the middle of a Broadway musical or something, you know? But, but there is something about being open-hearted and to practice kind of being a 
cup half full person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually creates new neural pathways in our in our minds. You know, neuroplasticity is this wonderful quality of the brain to be able to grow and change over time. Yes. And so, you know, we've all got these habitual thoughts that are, you know, a lot of them designed out of that brain's desire to protect us and keep us wrapped in cotton batting and all safe and tucked away, right? Um, but we're able to change habitual thoughts that have may have developed these sort of deep ruts and we are actually able when we are that non-judgmental witness of the habitual thought we can actually create an empowering thought that basically redirects that energy and redirects our thoughts in a way that it's like a little irrigation thing so rather than have the water of our thoughts go down a storm sewer and not do anything, it, it redirects those thoughts like water so that it's flowing to basically water the flower bed of your life. Now, the beautiful thing is, you know, if you've seen the Grand Canyon or pictures of it, you know that over time water can develop very very pronounced grooves. So over time, that redirected thought can become the habitual thought, which allows us to open our hearts on a more daily basis as, as like a, a lifestyle. So where you're coming more from the love energy instead of fear energy, and you're freed up to celebrate the good things and be grateful and to see the good even in the midst of what isn't so obviously shiny in the moment. Does that make sense? And what I'm hearing, Deb, and I, I really um, am wondering whether I'm on the right track because when we get to open heart in the scenario that you just uh, offered, to me I heard you say you must be intentional. You must be intentional in redirecting, taking the chance understanding the consequences, taking the chance anyway, and letting the, well, I'll use the word, letting the water fill the grooves that that are there and create new ones. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, I need a little help on this. No, I, I think you're absolutely on the right track. And, you know, part mm-hmm. of it is, I mean, let you know, this, it, it's, this is, this open-heartedness is about the whole world, about life, not just about romantic love. We just use that as an example. But here's another example, you know, in terms of the overall recipe for joy. I mean, think about being a parent, right? Okay. So I'm thinking back to a moment. You know, I remember when I was a new mother, and I remember this Sunday afternoon. I was super tired. The baby was tired, and I lay down in the bed with the baby and she fell asleep and I still remember this moment Tyra of looking down at her Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I was just oh I just it was like this wave of emotion it was that sudden visitor of joy where in the very same instant 
I, I was present to, oh, my God, you know, I, it's like the whole world is present for me in this new little being. And what a miracle she's here. And look at this little life that we're entrusted with and how magical is that, you know, that whole thing. And at the same time, at the very same moment, I was I just felt this pang of, oh, my God, if anything ever happened to this little child, I don't know how I would live. You know, that that motherly ball of everything, right? Okay. And so it was a moment where I thought, you know, in order, as I reflected on that moment, I thought in order to fully be present to the joy of being with our children, we have to be brave enough to have our hearts open to the prospect of disappointment, hurt, betrayal, loss. I got it. I Why? got it. I got it. I they're, got it. I they're got all it. parts of life, right? I got but it. We can't experience the joy unless we're, we are willing to live with, Yes. to have our hearts open, to put the drawbridge down, even though we know it has us be vulnerable in that certain way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to me, what you just described makes vulnerability strong. Absolutely. It is, it, it takes, it takes great courage to be vulnerable because it's much easier and it feels much safer to never let our feelings show to, to not let someone know when we're affected. You know, I mean, think about it. We're in movie theater, and I do this too. Well, I haven't been in a movie theater lately, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, and, and when I'm really moved, like sometimes you're watching this beautiful film and you just feel this emotion sweep over you. You present to something meaningful, bigger than you. And I'm a crier, you know. Me too. I, oh my God. Me I too. well up with tears. You know, my face is wet. And it's it's not sadness, it's out of that it's it's tears of joy, literally, when I'm moved. But you know what? I have this habit of not wanting people to see it. I understand. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. I cry at commercials on TV, so I do. I do. Yeah, but- me too. So yeah. And there's this sort of ingrained you know, oh, well, you know, something in my eye kind of thing, right? But isn't this what you're talking about, Deb, when the open-heartedness, isn't this the total experience? The the crying, of giving yourself permission to shed the tear and working on overcoming, I don't care who sees it. Because the I don't exactly care who right. sees it part is what we're born with. That's the survival thing. Protect yourself. Don't let anybody know. Um, that's right. Okay. 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 All right. Well, so I could get know, an, I could get a B plus on O. <laughs> oh, oh, come on now. In the, in the introduction, when you shared that beautiful story about your daddy playing Claire de Lune for you. Oh God. <laughs> so 
that is exactly what I'm talking about. When you play that music, yes, I know, I know there's this whole gorgeous mix of love and loss. Yes. 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 Right? Yes. Yes. And it brings you joy. But you couldn't experience the joy that Claire de Lune brings you if you weren't also open to experiencing the fact that you miss your daddy. Yes. Even as we speak. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. So I say you get an A plus in open hearted. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, there are times when we protect ourselves by by not allowing our hearts to be open even to memories, you know, people we've lost. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a cousin of mine and a nephew of mine that have passed. And, um, you know, there's, there's some sadness and, and there's always grief right mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. years, years later. And yet, you know, opening myself up, trusting that I'm big enough to hold all of it means I can experience the love and the joy yes. to this day yes. of having them in my life. Yes. I so. got it. Yeah. So yeah. let's make sure we include, oh, oh, so, so here's the question for folks. There's something to think about in terms of O is for open-hearted. Just okay. to ask, ask ourselves, where is my heart willing to expand? Oh, okay. Where is? Got it. And there are no right answers to these things. Obviously, you know, it's it's an inquiry, but mm-hmm. it's a really juicy inquiry. So the third ingredient, Tyra, is why J O Y. So we got journey. Open-hearted, and why is for yes. (laughs) And that is all about to say yes to that which makes you glad to be alive. Mm. Okay? So, what is that? Well, that's saying yes to your desires and dreams. That's say yes to love. It says, it's about saying yes to you. Mm. You You could say that you're choosing what sparks joy. Mm. You remember, you, we've, remember, we've all heard about Marie Kondo, the tidying lady, right? <laughs> yeah. And she talks about, you know, how you sort things out and decide what to keep and what not. Is you, does this spark joy? So I'm asking you to do that on a, a grand scale. So, you know, when you ask yourself, well, what does make me glad to be alive? You you reconnect with your soul again and you discover what's really important to you. I love, I love the poet Mary Oliver's line. What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we ask ourselves that question, that helps us, talk about GPS systems, this is what allows your soul to be your inner GPS. Mm. Okay. So when you allow your soul to be your compass, 
there are lasting shifts in your energy and your behaviors that transform your whole experience of your life. And, and, you know, so what we're talking about is you give priorities to the, the things that spark joy for you, the activities. So you make it a point to prioritize joy in your life, especially when you feel like you don't have time. Ah, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So you want to look at what soothes your soul, what's, what's enlivening to you. Now, it's different for everyone. But I can tell you a couple things on my list, my little go-to list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it can be as simple as arranging fresh flowers in our little apartment here or going for a long walk with my sweet man, my husband. And, you know, some of that is more about, like, in-the-moment happiness. And then in terms of joy, you know, it's interesting. We just talked about Claire de Lune for you. You know, there's certain kinds of music that are just predictable. They just break my heart wide open. Yes, yes. In a a good way. You know, I can just feel the doors swing open and expand, right? And being out in nature can do that. Celebrating, celebrating something, anything, right? And it's also great to say yes to joy-sparking relationships. Like, what kind of people do you want to be surrounded by and spend your time with? Yes. Yes. So, you know, the takeaway is to start to be a habitual yes to things that amplify your sparkle and your shine and your high vibe impact in the world. So the, the question here, the thing to think about mm-hmm. is, what am I saying yes to? And, you know, you can think about that in terms of what am I currently saying yes to? And do I want to be saying yes to those things? Right. And it, And it also kind of begs the question Mm -hmm. of what else is there that I'm, my soul wants me to say yes to. Okay. Okay. This is okay. As I think about the yes, very short one syllable word, which can often mean a very long, arduous journey to get to. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, one of my favorite sayings uh, on my manifest is say yes to the power that is within you. Uh, I start with the assumption you're born with that. You're born with everything you need to live your best life. It's like we're born with a castle and the castle has many rooms and many doors. And as a child, we, we explore all of them. And as we grow older, people through their comments and their behaviors and their reflections seem to shut doors. And, and for me, uh, I had to reprogram Tyra. I had to start looking at a different mirror because I did not love me. I was so conditioned. I had the, one of the most beautiful mothers in the world. And I happened to look like daddy. And mother would always say, pretty is as pretty does. So for me, I was always trying to be pretty. Because pretty meaning activities, okay? So that people would like me. 
care about me. I would find ways to, to make me stand out. I would travel this place. I would study that, et cetera. But when it came down to and I was sitting alone, I couldn't find peace because there was no one to validate me. So I had to make a right turn and my GPS inside of me, which was my survival mechanism, said, wait, stop. This is the wrong formula. This is the wrong yes. Say yes to you, not to them. And the more you say yes to you, they will say yes to you. And I just, um, I am in such, in my evaluation, more positive, more peaceful, more giving, more understanding, more intentional place since I reprogrammed myself. And you and I have talked, we know that, of course, there was a trigger to do that. But my point is, when you're saying to someone, because you started out, this whole joy thing is a journey, right? So yeah. it's, it's not a destination, it's a journey. And until we take our last breath, we're on this journey. But sometimes we take the wrong road. And we got to backtrack. What is what is that GPS say? At the next available intersection turn left or something like that when when you've made a wrong turn so when i'm listening to you <laughs> i'm hearing you say be the be a habitual yes but if you haven't been your whole life then i'm saying take the first step to, that's right to yes oh yes 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 I, yes <laughs> i'm a i'm a big believer in in baby steps yeah 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 yeah, yeah. baby steps absolutely yes. And creating then, that movement. Yes, absolutely. Look at us. Yes, yes, yes. A couple of things you were talking about, and I love this. I love this. And in, in fact, we should probably come up with, or our listeners should come up with a list of things. You were saying taking a long walk with your significant other, fresh flowers. And I was thinking, I absolutely love waking up before the sun rises and, and walk and watch it, decide what it's going to do. But then the whole thing of, I like being kind to people, doing something they don't expect, and then just being there, being in the moment, seeing there. And it, I'm not talking about big things at all. I'm talking about uh, maybe I remind them of the words to a song they've forgotten. And maybe I send them a, a message in the morning that says, make yesterday Make what you do today make yesterday jealous. You know, things like that. Aww. You know, just I love that. Just little teeny weeny things. And the more you yeah. do it, it becomes a habit and we get into the power of a habit. So I'm hearing joy. All the things you've said, I've got so many notes and I've got three pages of notes. All the things you said about joy, we should try and make joy a habit in our life using Ooh, yes. the J the journey, the open-heartedness, and the yes. Oh, my goodness. We've got, oh, this is so good. Yeah, we could we could roll with this one for a while. I mean. That's what I'm thinking, you know. You yeah. know what that means. You know what that means, right? What, what does that mean? Well, the first time you were here, I said, you've got to come back because we didn't finish. And so what that means is. Oh, goody. Yes, yes. You Let me ask Good. you this before, while we're talking about this. How do people that want to continue the conversation with you or even know more about what Moxie is, how do they reach you? 
Oh, the best way is to go to my website, which is moxiesoulspa.com. So that's M-O-X-I-E-S-O-U-L-S-P-A.com. Moxiesoulspa.com. And I have to tell you this. Debs, if you're if you're ever lonely, go to her website. It's a conversation. You know? <laughs> it's it's just you, Oh, that's great. I love that. You don't even have to I mean, you could be so lonely, you go to her website and she words, trigger words. She she doesn't have a navigational thing. She said, Go here for this. You know, spiritual this. What made you happy today? And I'm going, I just visit her website and have a conversation myself. Oh, well that is that that brings me joy, actually. Uh, you know, p- my whole thing in life, my my cosmic job description is to, you know, have people experience beauty, and that's not just, you know, beauty that you see. It's exaltation of the spirit. I know what, what you're, you're saying. About. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that. That, you know, anytime we're getting the job done, that feels good, right? Hey, we're getting the job done. You got another job. We're about to run out of time, but I want to hear what yeah. you wrote. Last time Deb was oh, here, yeah. she wrote a letter to her younger self, and this time she flipped the switch. You ready to do that for us? I sure am. Okie dokie, lady. So, yeah. Uh, I Just before I start reading it, you know, the, the last time when, when, you know, I love these I love the challenge of this, Tyra, what, what you bring to the party here. So she's like, you know, write a letter to your younger self. So I did that. And then I had this thought, it's like, wow, you know, if my younger self could have heard what I have to tell her now, what does my future self, like, I wish I could hear that right now. Okay, I'm waiting. Like, I'm anxious. Go. Okay. Yes. So this is letter from my future self. Go ahead, my love. All right. Letter from my future self. I am feeling a little delicate these days. Oh, what I would give now to be able to shake that 60-something bountiful booty you sometimes try to minimize and to dance like a wild woman at a bonfire under the moon. Oh, how I long for one of those so-called ordinary days that began with the latte in bed ritual and ended with falling asleep with my cheek nestled against the warm back of my love. Oh, how grateful am I that you, my sweet darling, were so brave and generous with that heart of yours and that you left the door ajar so that joy could saunter in and visit for a spell when it came to town. It's almost as if no time has passed. I'm here to tell you, your wildness and your heart will never abandon you. They evolve. All is well. Live on. Girlfriend. Did you know you were a yes. poet? I, I have tried my hand at it now and again. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I just want to say, um, you know me, leaving a little soul food on the table. Um, I want to just relate this one to joy, a thought. You don't have to wait for joy and happiness. That the end result is only place where joy and happiness resides. That's a lie. It completely ignores the fact that enjoyment can be experienced during the process. Deb was telling us that. Hey, folks, it takes a long time for fruit to grow. Why not pick a few wild berries while you wait? Why wait for the good times? Why not have them now? In fact, now is the only time, the only place where good times can happen. They can't happen in the past and they can't happen in the future. The point I'm trying to make here is that joy can only experience, be experienced in the present, in the moment of whatever it is you are trying to achieve right now. I love it when our stories look beyond and walk beyond words into places where expanded stories can be born. Frankly speaking, is our time and space to help heal, educate, and encourage one another, no matter where we are on our journey. My guest has been Deb Barrissette. You've been listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Remember, your seat at the table is guaranteed. I look forward to next time. Until then, remember, you're worthy, stronger than you feel, smarter than you think, more beautiful than you know, and more love than you can ever imagine. You are chosen. You are important. Treat yourself like someone you love. This is Tyra G. Intentionally listening and loving you. Until next time.